Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we are about to have with you today, O Lord God. We thank you so much for this day of life, O Lord God, because this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Heavenly Father, I pray that as this message goes forth, O Lord God, that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there today, O Lord God. Open their eyes that they may see, open their ears that they may hear, and open their hearts that they may understand your words here today, O Lord. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify thy most glorious name. I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Praise God, praise God. Well, again, welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Hope you had a blessed Resurrection Sunday and and, and the week uh, that's following here. Amen, amen, or that has followed here. And today I want to talk about you to you about a, a very powerful word um, in the English language, or for that matter, in any language, uh, being that this message is literally going all across the world, you may be hearing this message in your own native tongue or, uh, or whatever. But uh, the most powerful word today I want to talk about is that word, no. The word, no. The word, no, can indeed, it can change the course of one's life. It can change the course of one's life, even regarding their walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it can keep you from going astray. That simple little word, no. N-O, two letters, no. It's a very powerful word. Many people, including Christians, are afraid to say no. We need to learn to say no, especially the way the world is going today. There's so much going on around you. There's so many things coming before us, so many things that people are maybe asking of you. We need to be able to know when and how to say no. Temptations will come before you, not necessarily bad temptations, but sometimes people will come before you with all sorts of proposals and ideas to want you to do something, and you may simply need to say no. You need to seek the face of the Holy Spirit, let him minister to you, let him witness to your heart, and know that if you need to say no, that you'll be strong enough to say no. You need to know when and how to just say it, but you've got to learn to say it, especially in this day and age. If someone asks most of us anyway, <laughs> if someone asks most of us to go and rob a bank, we're very, very quick to say no. Amen. If someone comes to you and wants you to steal something in a store, you're very quick to say no. Okay. When it comes down to breaking the law, hopefully if you are a law-abiding Christian and so forth, and if you're a Christian, you should be law-abiding, and someone proposes something to you, you need to be able to say no. And most of us can easily do that. Okay. But when it comes to Many things in life sometimes we simply don't want to say no. Jesus certainly gave us an example, and we know this very, very familiar example. If we go to John two thirteen, John 2, verse uh, 13, and um, you, you remember these scriptures, but I want to use it as an illustration point here. Now would be a good time to say if you don't have your Bible, hit pause and go and get your Bible. Maybe a marker, a pencil, a piece of paper to take some notes and to highlight things in your Bible. And even if you have an electronic Bible nowadays, you can certainly highlight things within your electronic Bible on your tablet or on your phone. Amen. And then this way, Holy Spirit can bring these scriptures back to remembrance when you when you need them. You need them the most. Okay. So it's always good to, to mark up our Bibles the same way you did when you were in school. Amen. Amen. So starting with our, um, with verse number uh, 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that had sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changes of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body. He was referring to the physical building. Jesus was talking about the temple of his body. 
took them 46 years to build this temple. And they're, he's saying, they're saying, now, how can you raise it up in three days? He was talking about his body. Now, just coming out of Resurrection Sunday, we know it. Of course, he, you know, he did indeed in three days. He was resurrected. He raised up. Okay. And, and then 22, when therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. All right. But the important verses here are where, where it was talking about him going into the temple there and turning over the tables and driving them out. In essence, Jesus here said no. He was bold. He wasn't concerned about what the, what the, the Pharisees was going to say, what anyone else was going to say. This was his father's house. They were abusing it. They were, they were lessening it. They were cheapening it by the activities that were going on there. And Jesus said, no, no way is this going to happen. Okay, so Jesus could be very bold and strong when he needed to be, whenever he needed to be. Okay, and we as Christians need to follow suit. Okay, we find him driving the, the um, them from the temples and the traders because they were greedy priests, and and the rulers encouraged were encouraged to make a marketplace of the temple. Those, those, there were those who would want to make God's house of merch a house of merchandise even today, you know, instead of using it as a place of prayer, as a place to really, really worship God. So we have to, we have to make sure that we can be as bold and as strong as Jesus Christ when we have to, even involving the things in our respective churches. Amen. If you're going to a church and, 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 and things are kind of going down that pike where you see that you feel that your church, the ministry is turning into something that it shouldn't be, then, you know, if you have the, the uh, ability to do so, then you need to say no. We, we shouldn't be going in that direction. We're moving, a, moving away from the primary uh, purpose of us gathering here, you know, to worship God. OK, so we need to be able to say no, even coming down to the things regarding our ministries and our churches. There's so much that is going on around us today that we just can't sit idly by and just go along. Okay, you know the expression, you know, if you go along with something, that means that you're, you're accepting it and that you're buying into that you're a part of it. Okay, so we can't be going along just to get along. You know, many people are afraid to be bold because they say they do not want to offend. They say they do not want to offend, you know, and I've heard that, you know, people would be complaining about something something on their jobs or something dealing with, with the bank or the home or anything else like that. And they said, yeah, so-and-so said, said this to me, this to me, you know, but, and I knew it was wrong. You know, I knew they were wrong, you know, but I didn't want to offend them. So I didn't say anything. Okay. But if you have someone misquoting scripture to you, okay. And telling you that you should do so-and-so because according to the word of God, it says so-and-so and so, and you know, that's wrong. Yet still, you don't want to offend them. They're one of your favorite people, be it a friend, a relative, someone you work with or whatever, or maybe someone that you hold in such high esteem, you know, maybe, maybe your boss, you know, and saying something, you know, but if you know it's wrong and Holy Spirit brings it up in your belly and telling you it's wrong, it's wrong, you need to speak up. You have to say, no, don't just go along because you're worried about offending them. Jesus was not worried about who he was going to offend when he drove them out of the temple there. Okay. So we see here that it's more, it's more common than you think it is. Okay. Because many times, many times when we don't say no, when you should be saying no, you know, they don't, don't, you don't think about it too much. You know, you know, you, you just sit there and you just quiet, you just quietly look and looking the person in the face or whatever, and you just don't say anything. Okay. And then finally, when they get around to asking you so and so and so, well, do you want to come? Do you want to come? Well, you know, maybe, you know, I'll see what I can do, you know, and then you go back and you, you move heaven and earth in your personal life to change and accommodate what they want you to do when you know that you shouldn't be doing that. Okay. So we need to learn how to use that word. No, we are children of God. Therefore, we should not be afraid to be bold. We should not be afraid to be bold. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, 1. Thank you, Jesus. Twenty-eight one. Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Please underline that. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Okay. Now, even the first part of that scripture there screams, you know, screams a lot. There says the wicked flee when there no man pursues. Okay, if you're a wicked person and you're doing evil, then you wind up being so afraid all the doggone time that you wind up fleeing when no one is really chasing you. Okay, part of this is because you have a guilty conscience. Part of that is because you know that you're doing wrong. Okay, the person that is wicked flees when there's no one out there pursuing. 
if you will, you can call it call it paranoia. Okay, where they just know and they feel that something is wrong and they feel frightened all the time. They feel nervous. Okay, but the righteous person says that you're bold as a lion. Right? So you're a child of God. So therefore you're righteous. You're, you're a child of God. So therefore you need to be bold as a lion. Okay, we cannot walk around, you know, just being, you know, manby-pamby and, 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 and wimps, if you will, you know, you know, especially pertaining to the things of life and making decisions. You know it's wrong, you need to say no. Someone is trying to get you to do something, you need to say no. Someone's trying to get you to agree with something, you need to say no. And again, I say the Lord knows you need to, you need to be able to do that today because there are so many things going on in life that we as Christians shouldn't be in agreement with. Shouldn't be. Okay. But it's become kind of, you know, you know, what the status quo says and does, you know, then that's what we Christians do. No, it should not be that way at all. Okay, what the world is doing today, there are so many things, and there are too many categories that are going on today that I won't get in for this particular message, but they just take too much time. But there are so many things going on around us that are not in line with the Word of God. Okay, and just because your next door neighbor or someone at work, someone in school, you know, a relative, you know, someone in the family is in agreement with what's going on, and they turn to you and they say, well, what do you say about that? What, what say you? You say, I say no. I say no. That is not in agreement with the word of God, you know, and so therefore I do not agree with it. I do not agree. It's simple as that. Oh, but you know, you know, God loves them. Yeah, God loves them, and I love them too, but God is not in love with their lifestyle. What they're doing is wrong. So therefore, according to the word of God, what they're doing is wrong. So therefore, I do not agree with it and I don't mind telling you that I don't okay we have to learn to be able to say no we need to be able to be as bold as a lion as bold as a lion remember who you are you're a child of the living God Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and you've got the Holy Spirit in you okay okay the word of God says why should we be afraid of what man can do to me okay there's nothing that man can do to me okay nothing at all ultimate thing that a human being could do to you through the courts or whatever reason is take your life. But then you know there you're still not losing out because absent from the body is present with the Lord if you're a born-again believer. Okay, so there's nothing that man can really do to you. Okay, nothing at all. Okay, so we need to be as bold as a lion. If we go to Philippians 1, verse number 20, Philippians 1, Verse number 20, okay, and it says there, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, underline that please, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death, amen, whether it be by life or by, by death, Christ will be magnified in my body, all right? And it says there that nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always. So we need to live our lives with boldness. Walk around with your chest sticking out. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be a wimp. You are a child of the living God. So you don't have to be afraid, especially when you know the answer should be no. Okay? Don't shy away from it. Don't worry about whom you're offending. I tell you, I would much rather offend any human being Okay, even my mom, my dad, my wife, you know, my, my kids, my grandchildren. I, I don't mind offending if I have to offend any human being in order to, to stand for what the word of God says and what the word of God means to me and something that I'm about to do or not do. I don't mind offending them rather than offending God. Okay. If I charge ahead and do something and I know that the word of God speaks against it and I do that simply for the fact, uh, uh, for the, for the matter of, of keeping the peace, so to speak. Okay. And not offending. Okay. You know, we get it, we get it in our, in our Christian minds that in our efforts to be so much like Jesus, you know, to honor how he was and how loving he is and how loving God is. Okay. All right. That that, that we, we get caught up in our Christian minds that we have to be just we have to just bend over backwards. We have to just bend over backwards. Oh, well, I'm, I'm trying to be more godlike. I'm trying to be more Christlike. Jesus certainly got angry. We just saw that in Scripture there. Jesus in the scripture there talks about when he, uh, um, you remember the scriptures there where he told the Pharisees, oh, you're a bunch of vipers. And he went down and he went down the list of things that they were and were not doing. He said, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. He told them off, so to speak. 
Okay. Because he was doing what God the Father sent him to do. Remember he said that just before the cross there. Okay. The reason he said it is finished, to tell us that it is finished, meaning that what he had, had been sent to do, and that was to set the record straight, to preach the gospel, the good news, to say what the Father wanted him to say, and he went on preaching about what was the right thing to do, what was the right, how, uh, the, uh, the right way to behave, the right things to say, the right way to pray, and so forth. Okay, he even talked about the prayer thing. He says, you know, you Pharisees, you go out there, you stand on the street corners in your glorious robes, and I'm paraphrasing, but you stand on the street corners in your glorious robes, and you, you, you pray all loud so that everyone can hear you. And he said, oh, you hypocrites. Okay, he wasn't afraid of offending, quote unquote. He was telling them the truth, all oh, you hypocrites. And then he goes on to say how you should be going, how you should pray. When you pray, go into your prayer closet in secret where the Father knows, knows, knows between you and he, uh, you know, what, what, what the prayer is all about. And you pray unto him. You don't need to be standing out there to please others. But Jesus told them he was not afraid. Okay. So we have to remember that also. You, you, you know, strengthen that spine of yours. Okay. If you are tending to be kind of, kind of quote unquote shy and weak and so forth, and, and you don't mind, you know, people running over you and so forth, especially when you know the right thing to do. Okay. All right. Pray about it even. Ask the Lord to give you strength, help you to be bolder if you need be. But remember that God is not expecting you to be a wimp. Okay, that's what we in the body of Christ need to remember and need to start doing now, especially with the way society is going in this wonderful country of ours. And I'm right now I'm referring to the United States. And if you're living in another country, you may remember a time there where things were better, better conditions than they are now. Okay, then we as Christians, we need to bind together. You know, we need to band together, you know, and, and pray against some of the, 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 the uh, um, philosophies and some of the policies that are being let, let, let loose in our nations, in our cities, in our counties, where we live. Okay, we as Christians, we, we, have, a, we have a power that was given unto us, I mean, and it's called prayer. It's called prayer. That's the ability for you to communicate directly in the name of Jesus with God the Father. We need to voice our concerns. We need to pray about our concerns and just not stand back and letting the whole world just run over us, over us with these ungodly policies and philosophies that are so abroad today. Okay. All right. I mean, where things are going. And I mean, and I could stand here for hours, you know, the relative, uh, uh, you know, policies and, 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 uh, oh, gee whiz. I mean, they're, they're take, trying to take this entire world into a direction that is ungodly, basically. All right. So you need to learn to say no. We need to stand up and simply say, say no. Okay. And we do that with all boldness. Sometimes people fear that being bold will get them into trouble. But even if boldness gets us into trouble, we don't have to worry about what to say even. Okay? Really? You don't have to worry about what to say. Let's go to Matthew ten sixteen. Matthew 10, 16. Okay, he says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Okay. So be, be aware now, okay, that we are, we in essence, you know, here he was speaking to the disciples, of course, but we, we also are being sent forth because if you're a born again Christian, God, you know, the Lord wants us, you know, to, to uh, speak his word. You know, to spread the gospel whenever Holy Spirit gives you the opportunity. All right. And so we need to be remember that we are among among wolves. There are people out there that are desiring to just chew us up and spit us out and to to just make us uh, um, meaningless. We see the persecution that's going on around us today. Now you can look in the news and see the things, see the crimes that are being committed against the church. Okay, and nothing is done is done to the perpetrator. Nothing is done to the person that commits the crime. You see that going on now, okay? Okay, they're, they're even they're openly openly going and going against some churches and things like that, and they would like to get to the point where they would, would monitor and be able to to um, to edit what what us pastors are preaching from the pulpit. They would love to be able to do that, okay? But I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold. I'm a child of the living God. I remember they told uh, um, or was I think it was Peter and Paul there at one time uh, when they had them in court, so to speak, there and told them, "All right, we're going to let you go, but never again mention the name of this Jesus. Never talk about this Jesus again." And they told them, "They say, no way, no way, can you shut us up? 
No way will we stop talking about our Lord Jesus. Simple as that. They were bold. They weren't fearing any hurt or anything that they could do to them. Okay, so if we get into a situation where we're worried about that, we, we don't don't worry because God is there with you. Okay, and what does it say here in verse seventeen? Um, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. All right, so he's telling us right there. And if, and if you ever read a lot of Bible, these words are written in red, meaning that this is Jesus doing the speaking here. It says, "Watch out for men, for they will deliver you up to councils." There may come a time, who knows, as Jesus, you know, tarries to, to return, to pick us up, to take us out of this. There may be a time coming where, where we would be delivered before the councils or taken into court, so to speak. That's what this is referring to. Okay, here they would say they will scourge you in their, in their synagogues, you know. Now, even if they don't beat us physically, you know, that there can be a, a lip scourging, a lip beating, so to speak, all right, where someone is just beating you up with all of these negative words and all of these accusations that they're making against us as Christians, as Christians, as children of God, okay, because anyone that, is, and it says they are, and you should be brought before governors and kings for my sake, okay, anyone that proclaims the name of Jesus, Okay, it stands a chance of being of being in the way of this kind of persecution. All right. You stand for Jesus Christ. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. Hopefully you don't mind saying that openly that you're a believer in Jesus Christ. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You're a Christian. That's what the word Christian means. It means you're a follower. Okay, the Apostle Paul coined that term Christian in Antioch. There, He said, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. So therefore you are a Christian. Okay, it's very possible in this day and time that could happen to any single one of us. Okay, it said, be delivered up before the councils for Jesus' sake. Now, now, you can say that you're a follower of someone else, and it won't happen to you, the councils. You won't be brought before the councils. You can say you're, you know, you can say, say you're a follower, and I'm not going to get into various religions because I don't want to sound like I'm putting them down, but, but I'm telling you, you can say that you're a part of any other religion except for when it comes to Christianity and Judaism. Okay, Jews are being greatly persecuted. They always have been since the beginning of time in the Bible, and they still are today. But now attacks against Christianity is becoming more and more blatant out in the open. They're not being subtle about it anymore. Okay, okay, they're not being subtle. Okay, and obviously Christians and Jews are, are oh my gosh, they're so spiritually linked. Jesus Christ was a Jew. Okay, Christianity, Christianity, Jew, uh, sorry, Christianity grew out of Judaism. Okay, Christianity grew out of Judaism. Jesus Christ was a Jew. All right. Okay. So, 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 so Christians and Jews are persecuted, but now we're seeing the Christian side of it even coming more and more of a focus. And it's for Jesus' sake, for my name's sake. Okay. If you say you're a follower of Buddha, say you're a follower of uh, of, of Muhammad, say you're a follower of anyone else, and they don't give you that kind of kind of persecution. It seems like they're afraid to, as a matter of fact, to, if you are a follower of any of the other religions, they seem like they're afraid to to challenge you, okay, or to challenge them. But the minute you say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, oh, you, I can't stand that. Okay. You got to cross someplace like that. At some point in that particular time, someone will, 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 will send a letter to the newspaper or, or to the city hall or something like that. That cross needs to come down. Every time I walk by it, I just feel, I, I feel nauseous. I get sick to my stomach. Okay. They were saying that last Christmas about Christmas trees. You walk by a Christmas tree. Oh boy, I get triggered. That's the term they like to use this day. I get triggered. I get triggered. I get triggered by the cross. I get, get triggered by a plaque of the Ten Commandments. I get triggered by a Christmas, uh, Christmas tree. Okay. Look, look at, look at Resurrection Sunday week. Look at the weeks leading up to Resurrection when they start, uh, Resurrection Sunday. Look at the stuff that they're selling in the stores. When I was a kid, you had Easter baskets that had crosses inside them, chocolate crosses and things like that. Nowadays, I challenge you to find one store made, one store, one store that's selling an Easter basket that's got anything based on the Lord in it. I've seen soccer balls in it, footballs, little cars, little toys, everything else in the basket covered up with cellophane, but nothing to do with the Lord because they want to stamp out the name. Okay. All right. All right. So, so the name of Jesus sets fear in people. It makes them shake, makes them quake. Okay. The same way did the Pharisees. They didn't want people mentioning that name, that man, that fellow Jesus of Nazareth. By the way, who was he? Wasn't he that, that carpenter's son? Isn't he but a lowly carpenter? Why should we be listening to him? And they couldn't understand why the crowds that followed him was growing and growing and growing. 
why those that believed on him was growing and growing and growing. Okay? Okay? So Jesus said, you'll be brought before councils for my name's sake. So that could very well happen to us in the 21st century. Okay? But then the scripture goes on to say there, um, uh, let me read verse 18 again. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you shall speak. Let me read that again. When they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. Okay? All right. So if they do grab us and deliver us up to someone for being a believer, for speaking the name of Jesus, don't worry about what you're going to say. Okay? Okay? Don't be saying, oh, Jesus, you know what I mean? Because sometimes that will prevent you from saying no when you should. Because your mind is already going ahead, you know, you know, to the future there. Well, if I say no, this is what's going to happen to me. Okay? If I say no, they're going to say so-and-so. What am I going to say then? Or if I say no, they're going to question me. How shall I behave? How shall I respond? But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For, for it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaks in you. But the spirit of your father which speaks in you. Okay? All right? All right? So don't worry about it. You say no because of the fact you know that it's not the right thing to do, not the right thing to say, not the right thing to agree with. And don't worry about what the consequences may, may be. All right? The, the Lord will give you the answers. And I know over the years, and I don't have time to go into it, I've had many, 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 many times when I worked in the circular, in the secular in, environment and so forth, and, and, and actually being, in, being in, in court from, as a manager and so forth like that, and things that came up with employees and so forth, and, and I simply stood and listened and whatnot, and I literally would just pray without, without losing eye contact, Heavenly Father, give me the words to say. Give me a response. Okay? And he never failed me. I was always able to give a response would set them back on their heels, by the way, because none of those things that were attempted came to pass against me. Okay. As simple as that. Okay. And this, this was the no crime to simply managerial things with employees that come up with anyone that's been in a management position and employees don't want to perform or whatever it may be. And I won't get into a lot of details and so on. But the things that were the accusations that were made just did not hold. And I, I wound up prevailing. Okay, the Holy Spirit made me the one that was victorious. But the Lord gave me the words to say, just like it's saying here. So don't be afraid to say no, simply because you don't know what the consequences will be if you say no. Don't worry about it. God will guide your thoughts, and he will indeed guide your actions. He'll put the words right in your mouth. Okay, And we have the possibility of that happening. Uh, verse 20 again, for it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaks in you. And again, one of the things that we have, one of the glorious things that you should be so happy about as a child of God is that you have Holy Spirit in you and you have access to him. Actually, he knows what's going on in your life. He's with you. If you get called before someone and they're coming against you, he's with you at that moment. All you have to do is simply say, Lord, I, I give my voice to you, so to speak. Give me the words to say. Okay. Give me the words to say. Okay. And the way we're going today, it becomes the possibilities become more and more and more. That's why I say to you today that in this message that you need to learn to say no and be able to say no. And then it says in verse 21, and the brother, shall deliver up the brother to death and the father the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye to another, for verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man, man come. You know, and it goes, it goes on and on. So, so, and the point that I want to make it to, to go right back to the point is that do not be concerned because it's very possible that those in our families even could possibly deliver us up. You know, could say, well, oh yeah, well, my father, you know, is a believer and so forth. And my father does this. My mother is a believer. My brother is a believer. My sister is a believer. You don't know where things are going. The devil is out there working overtime. Okay. Right? And many of us don't want to think about our loved ones, you know, giving us up if it comes down to that. You know, we want to stamp out every single Christian in this community. 
We want to find out who's going to church. We want to find out what they're saying in the church, you know. So what is what is, is possible here, according to the word of God? Your brother, your sister, your, your husband, your wife, a family member, whatever, could be the one, the one that's ratting you out, so to speak. Okay? But stand your ground. Stand your ground. You know, you know, do not wimp out, do not waffle, do whatever you do, because, you know, if you get in the habit of doing that, if Jesus continues to tarry, we don't know how things are going to go in, until before Jesus comes or whatever. But if it gets to the point where, where you are said, where you are told, are, um, are you willing, willing to denounce Jesus? Are you willing to put him down? Okay. Are, are you willing to say that you no longer believe in him? And if you do, you'll be able to get gas. If you do, you'll be able to get water. You'll be able to get food. Okay, we'll give you this if you just simply take this mark. You better be able to say no. You better be able to say no. Okay, all right. Okay. Now, without even getting to that extreme, I will say that in our day-to-day lives that we're living right now, on your job, in your school. Speaking of schools, you parents out there better really, really pay attention to what's happening in your child's school, and you'll be ready to say no when it comes down to, to challenging your school, your child's school's curriculum, if they have a curriculum that's really going, going off, off the rails the way it is in so many schools today, okay, especially in the public schools. All right? okay. You need to be ready to say no. Oh, well, well, well you know what? Well, well, we found that um, you as a parent, you really don't know how to raise this kid. So therefore, for, for we are the ones, the school board, the government, you know, you know, the school council or whatever, the city council, we're going to take over management of your child and so forth. Don't you want to accept this curriculum? No. No. Well, so-and-so is accepting it. Your next door neighbors, as a matter of fact, are a part of it. No. You need to learn how to say no. All right? All right? The things that are coming forth are so ungodly, are so against the word of God today that it makes your head spin. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't believe some of the things that they're coming up with. So you better be ready and able to say no, okay? Because you never know where the accusation will will, will come from. All right? And we can all see that. We'll see that with what's going on. And and I mean, I'm I'm not by myself here saying this. I'm sure you're you're seeing it. I'm sure those around you that are seeing it. And of course, it ruffles your feathers, especially if you're a child of God. It's got to ruffle your feathers. Okay, you can't you, you can't be, sit there and just say that I'm blind to what's happening. All right. So you need to be able to say no. You remember that God loves them, so therefore we love them. But that doesn't mean that we have to agree with what they are proposing and what they are saying is the right thing to do. Okay, just remember that. Remember that. Okay, our yardstick, our measurement is the Word of God. Is it right or is it wrong? What does the word of God say? Should I do? Should I not do? What does the word of God say? Should I go? Should I not go? What does the word of God say? Should I participate? Should I not participate? What does the word of God say? And then based on what the word of God says, if the answer is no, the answer to them is no. And don't you worry about the consequences. Okay? Don't worry about the consequences. If we go to Luke 21, 5, Luke 21, 5. And we see here, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which you behold, the days will come, in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, But when shall these things be, and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, this is Jesus, and he said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draws near. Go ye not after them. Okay? So he's telling us right there, take take heed and be do, don't be deceived. That's good advice to us today. Do not be deceived. Many shall come in my name. Many people are even pretending, and this is a terrible thing to say, but it's the God honest truth. Many people are saying that in the name of Jesus, this is what we believe. This is what we do. Okay. It's okay for as a church that we embrace this. It's okay that as a ministry that we embrace this. Jesus says, Jesus says, we're doing this as Jesus would do. It says, do not be deceived. Many shall come in my name saying that I am Christ. Okay. Right. The other thing that I say to, too, and anyone that'll listen, don't be so quick to just pick up and run off to, 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 to a Christian event. You know, oh, so-and-so is coming to the Coliseum. And he's there to minister and so forth. Like, you better pray about it. You better pray about it. 
Okay. I, I remember one time my wife and I stood out in the cold. This is going back many, many, many years. Stood out in the cold in the rain. I won't mention the person's name. If I did, you'd, you'd know it. And, and it, it was cold out there. And there were people who showed up there in wheelchairs and so on, literally in wheelchairs. And, and it started snowing. Because we lived back east in New, York, in New York. And it started snowing. And we stood out there. It was cold. It was cold. And we could see inside, inside the facility, this big coliseum. We could see inside the facility where the workers were in there. And they were looking through the windows out the glass and they were counting the people and looking like that and they were talking gleefully and so forth there were people in wheels wheelchairs okay why could they not have opened the doors to let those people in you know if there was a space problem or a seating pro- a seating problem at least could have let the people in wheelchairs and those that were infirm let them go in first okay and then i just happened to look around at me and there was a throng of people a throng of people a throng of people and i said and they're all doing this okay waiting to see a man Okay, now many were there because they were believing that he had the gifts of the Spirit and so on like that. But I say to you, I submit to you, though, you know, if he was a child of God, why could he have not instructed those workers to let let in those people that were infirmed and sitting there in wheelchairs with snow coming down on them? Okay, and to me, that was such a big turnoff, you know, that I turned against, you know, I I turned against, I say, I I will pray before I even go to any kind of gatherings like that before, because I don't know how many, I I don't know, I don't, I don't know how much this person really is a follower of Jesus in his or her heart of hearts. Okay, now understand, understand what I'm saying there. There are many good Christians out there, many good ministers that have, that hold wonderful events in coliseums and large gatherings like that. All I'm saying to you is to pray about it. Don't go following after them simply because someone said that he's such an anointed person she is such an anointed person they're so gifted they have the gifts of the spirit and everything don't go running after man like that so so quickly okay i'm not saying that all out there all of them out there are like that, but I'm saying that you make sure that you pray about it because the word of God says, um, do not be deceived. Many shall come in my name saying I am Christ. Okay. All right. So we need to make sure whom we're going to see. And if need be, if someone invites you to come along and to go with them and say, Hey, I'm going to see so-and-so, so-and-so. And that person to you, you know, Holy Spirit has revealed to you that that is not someone that you need to be going, seeing whatnot. You tell them no. That, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Just don't pick up and go, you know, to see someone and say, oh, well, you know, he comes, he's, he's, he's a born again Christian. He's a great person. She's a great person. They preach wonderfully and so forth. Jesus says, take heed, you be not deceived. Okay. Many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And the time draws near. Go ye not, therefore, after them. But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not be terrified for these things must first come to pass. It's going to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall they be from heaven. But before all of these, they shall lay hands, their hands on you and persecute you. They shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. There it is again, underline, for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Right? This is the persecution that I'm talking about that is going on and on now. Okay, and even the, you know, and even the, you know, they're being fairly blatant about it, but 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 it's kind of growing. It's kind of growing where they want to just seize control of the population of the people. Okay, especially seize control of the population of the people to take them in an in an ungodly direction. All right. Okay. It shall turn to you and it shall turn to you for a testimony. 14. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. There it is again. Settle it in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. All right. And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall they cause me put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not a hair of your head perish. All right. In your patience, possess ye your souls. All right. Okay. So he, he, he's telling us again, he's saying that in my namesake, these things could, could happen to us. All right. But don't you worry. Don't you worry. What's going, what you're going to say. Do not meditate before what you shall answer. Verse 15, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. In other words, the words that God will give you, okay, they, they will not be able to resist. Okay, they will stop and deaden their tracks, whatever they're trying to do, do to you, because you said no, because Holy Spirit may tell you to say no. 
All right. Okay. And, and Holy Spirit, you know, he may just simply tell you to say no, or he may give you some other beautiful, you know, beautiful anointed words to speak forth that they will not be able to come against, that they will not be able to refute. But it will be turning them down from whatever it is that they're trying to get you to do that is not in accordance with God's word. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So you're not to worry about it. And again, there's enough evidence out there where you could possibly conceivably see that this is a real possibility of happening to us as Christians here in this 21st century, if Jesus continues to tarry. I mean, God is in charge. God knows how far he wants things to go. But what I'm just saying to you, what I'm trying to get a point, the point I'm trying to get across to you today is to have it made up in your mind that I'm not simply going to go along to get along. Okay. If God tells me to say no, I'm going to say no. If God, the word of God tells me not to be involved, I'm going to not to not get involved. Okay. You don't know how many times I stopped going to the office Christmas party years and years and years ago because the things that went on those Christians, Christian, uh, Christmas parties, you know, corporate Christmas parties were not in line with my faith walk. We're not in line with the word of God told, tells me about how, how, how I should enjoy myself, how I should socialize. Okay. So I stopped. You know, hey, Mike, you going to the party, the Christmas party this year? No, no, I'm not going. Like, oh, why not? Why not? Oh, I've got something else to do, something else to do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I mean, I mean, if they dug hard enough and really persisted, I, I would have simply told them, you know, I don't like what goes on there. I don't get involved. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, now, you know, if you're in the football pools, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you just between you and God, if you want to want to throw your money away or give your money away or whatever. But I never participated in the football pools either. Uh, I heard someone talking outside my office one time. Oh, no, don't bother going to Mike. He doesn't participate in the football pool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't look, I don't look, I, um, I don't look, look, look to winning money for, for prospering. God sends money my way. <laughs> God blesses me with money. And I'm sure God blesses you with money also. Okay. All right. So, so, so you see the point I'm trying to make here is that, is that don't, don't be afraid to say no because everyone else in the in the office participates in the Christmas uh, pool. Uh, I'm sorry, in the football pool. Okay, don't feel you have to go along with it if you feel that you shouldn't. Okay, all right. Same thing came with the Halloween stuff in the office. They would start decorating the cubicles outside my office and so on like that. And I, I mean, I um, because of the fact I worked for the state, I could not tell them not to decorate their offices and things like that. But I simply told them though, I don't want that on my door. Okay, this was my door to my office. I said, I don't want anything dealing with the Halloween decorations on my door. As simple as that. Okay, and I never got any pushback. Never got any pushback from anyone about it. I was prepared what to say if someone did give me pushback. Okay, but I did not want to go in that direction. Simple as that. So what I'm saying to you is that if Holy Spirit is, is giving you direction and the Word of God is giving you direction, saying this is not something you should do, not something you should participate in, don't be concerned about offending others. Okay, it's more important that you not offend God by going going against His word. That's the important thing. Important thing. Amen. A couple more scriptures here. Uh, one more scripture. Let's go to Ephesians six, verse number ten. Ephesians six. Okay, now these are old, familiar scriptures here. We've been here a dozen times, but you can see how this ties in to the thing about, you know, being able to say no. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay? If you want to say no, then you've got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. you got to know that the Lord backs you, especially if you're doing something in accordance with his word. You're doing something in accordance with his will. You're doing something that the word of God says that you should be doing. Okay, he's going to stand with you. Okay, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay? Okay, and the Lord knows the devil has many wiles. Okay, the word wiles means it means trickery. Okay, trickery, tactics that the devil uses, you know, to tear us down or to come against us. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, you've heard me say a million times, the person coming, coming against you is not the person that you should be concerned about. It's the spirit, that demonic spirit that is driving that person. Okay, so therefore we see that many of the things that are being 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 perpetrated today that are being proposed today. Okay, it's not the human beings that we're wrestling with. It's the spiritual forces of darkness that are driving that that human being to make those decisions, set forth those policies and to set up these rules. 
Okay, so this is why when you realize that when someone is inviting you and tempting you, trying to get you to do something against God's will, against God's word, you realize that it's really not this individual. You know, you know, it's not my aunt Tilly. It's not Joe from next door that's driving this person. That's insisting on trying to to get me to do something counter to God's to God's will, to God's word. Okay, that is that demonic spirit driving that person that is trying to get me to violate God's word. Okay, so you start thinking that way, it becomes a little easier for you to say no. It becomes a little easier, okay? Right. That spirit representing itself to you is that human being that is standing in front of you. But that human being is telling you to do something counter to the word of God. So he's following, he or she that's telling you to do something counter to the word of God is being guided by that spirit of darkness that is telling him or her to, to try to guide you, try to tempt you into doing what God tells you not to do. You start thinking like that, it becomes a little easier for you to simply say no. Okay, what did Jesus say? Jesus say, "Get thee behind me, Satan." Okay, all right, all right. okay. So, so we have to be aware of that fact. And he goes on to say that that uh, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done so, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Those fiery darts of the wicked are those things, those people that are coming to you, trying to get you to, 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 to uh, not do what the word of God uh, tells you to do. That's a fiery dart. Okay. You get something where someone is just at you, just, oh, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you? That's a fiery dart that's being, being, being hurled at you repeatedly. Okay. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. I rebuke that thought. I already told you no. I already told you no. That means no. But, 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 no, no, no buts. I said no. Okay. I said no. Simple as that. Oh, well, Jesus, I thought you were my friend. Yes, yeah, because I'm your friend that I'm saying no. <laughs> okay. That I'm saying no. Okay, because if you want to maintain this friendship, first of all, you'll stop trying to push me in a direction that God doesn't want me to to, to go. You'll stop right there. All right. And then let me talk to you about Jesus. You want to really remain my friend. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you why about why you shouldn't go there either. Let me let me talk to you about why you should not be involved with that either. Let me talk to you why you should not be swallowing that nonsense hook, line and sinker. Okay. All right. Be prepared to say no. Okay. Verse 16 again, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly, underline that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly, underline, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, okay? So there it is again, speaking boldly, speaking boldly, speaking boldly. You are a child of the living God. If you've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he is your Lord and Savior, and you have the Holy Spirit of the living God in you, okay? We don't settle for second best. We don't go along just to get along. Okay, we don't go along with the program because everyone else is going along with the program. Okay, learn to say no. And there are many proposals and things that are being planned, many policies that are trying to be implemented because there are those, and I'm talking about every country in this world, that those that just want to, want to shape and change this beautiful planet that we have, that God has placed us on. God is in charge of this beautiful planet. Nothing is going to happen to it unless he desires it to happen. So therefore, we don't worry about what, what man can do. Okay, yes, we, have a, we, we should be good stewards of the planet, yes, by all means. But we don't get so caught up in such fear thinking that this planet is going to blow up or that, or that we're all going to suffocate, you know, on this planet. Okay, okay. You're a child of God. God, God cares about you. God has protection in mind for you. So don't worry about what's going on, okay? Don't worry about it. I mean, be aware of what's going on, but I'm saying don't worry about what's going on. The other thing, too, real quickly here in closing, that we as Christians shouldn't be hiding our head in the sand, okay? 
Don't be one of those Christians that's afraid to, to listen to the news, afraid to watch the news, afraid to, to view the news on the Internet. Don't be afraid of that. Okay. Okay. You, you, it, it, I always believe that it's good for us to know what's going on so we know how to direct our prayer. Okay. Also, by things that are happening here, you can see that God's word, as he speaks about it in the Bible, is so, so true because the very thing that is prophesied in the Bible is starting to, to, uh, to unfold right before our very eyes. So that's why we should not be afraid to stay abreast of what is happening in, in the world, in your country, in your state, in your community. Amen. Amen. God is a wonderful God. He's an awesome God. He's not going to let anything happen to us. But we just have to remember that we have some responsibility. God gave us free choice, gave us free will by design. He made us free moral agents. So therefore, we have to be able to choose and we have to be able to say no when the no needs to be a no. Praise God. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And uh, uh, before we close, just uh, please pass on the link uh, to these uh, messages. Uh, we can be found at www.genesis1.sermon.net. Look at the top of the page and you'll see a subscribe button. You click on the subscribe button and you'll be notified when these uh, messages are available. Uh, we're on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries, and we also have free apps for Android and Apple devices, and they can be found at their respective uh, Play Stores. Amen, amen. Pass the word around, you know, spread the good news, spread, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, give it to someone that you love, someone that you know, or even give it to someone that may be giving you a hard time. God wants that person to be saved also in the name of Jesus. All right, praise God, praise God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for these words that we've, we've heard today, O oh Lord God, and we just praise you and magnify thy name. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead until we get together here next time, O oh Lord God, that we shall remember these words, O oh Lord God, that we shall be bold enough to say no when we need to say no, that Holy Spirit will always speak to us and guide us and alert us, dear Lord God, if someone is saying something to us that is not in accordance with your will. We praise you, Lord. We just magnify thy name and glorify you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Again, go forth and be blessed. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. Here we are. Thank you, Lord. In your